Are you a fan of Coke? If so, you're going to get a chance to relive one of the company's, well, darker chapters. As New Coke is set to make a comeback. That's right, New Coke is making a comeback under a partnership with the Netflix series Stranger Things. Season 3 of the show is set to debut. It will take place in the summer of 1985, and that's when Coke changed its formula. New Coke was uh, considered one of the biggest marketing blunders of all time, and the new version of Coca-Cola was dropped after just 79 days. And for more on this, let's welcome in Mike Leon, president of Brand Heroes Marketing. He joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mike, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, let's uh, rewind if we can. Take us back to 1985. Uh, why is it that Coke messed with a good thing? Uh, why did they feel like they needed <laughs> to change their formula? Well, you know what? It, it, was, it was a whole bunch of different factors, Jeff. So for one thing, this was at a time when Pepsi was actually um, dominant in terms of taste. So they did the Pepsi Taste Challenge, which you might recall. Sure. And a lot of folks had weighed in saying that Pepsi was actually the better tasting brand, and they were starting to steal market share in a big, big way. So Coke was starting to think, okay, we got to do something about this. And they tried various things, you know, all sorts of different tactics, as marketers often do. They explore new ads. They explore a whole bunch of different things. And when it came down to it, the one thing that was left on the table was, do we alter the taste? So that, you know, I'm simplifying a, an incredibly complex process, but that's ultimately what led to, to uh, you know, new Coke. And we all know how that turned out. Yeah, was there no such thing as test marketing back in the, the mid-'80s? Uh, did Coke rush this to market? Because it sounds uh, the way you're describing it, Mike, like uh, the company was starting to panic a bit that they were losing too much uh, market share to Pepsi. Well, you know, from my understanding, they did a lot of testing. I couldn't necessarily speak to the exact extent of it, but the funny thing about testing is, you know, sometimes it, it, there's a very real risk of answering the questions that you want to have answered, and then the other thing is, is the question of whether you're, you know, whether those tests are actually going to hold up when you launch something for real. And you know, since the '80s, there's been a lot of new methods of research that have been developed, and a lot of that kind of came out of the fact that, you know, some of those tests didn't quite hold up. So you know, when New Coke launched, people were angry. And, you know, what was really interesting, and this is what's led to a lot of conspiracy theories around even the motivation behind New Coke in the first place, is I think people, you know, the old expression, you never know what you got till it's gone. I think that's when people started really embracing the notion of this whole classic Coke. And that's when Coke itself said, you know what, we're not messing with it. We're bringing it back. Everything old is new again. And I think that's what helped people realize that, you know, what they really loved about the brand was always there all along. You're right, because, uh, again, after just 79 days, uh, they decided, uh, well, not exactly to reverse course, because if memory serves, uh, back in 1985, I'm trying to remember this, New Coke was launched. You couldn't get what became known as Classic Coke. It was off store shelves for a little while. But then they decided to bring back, you had your choice, right, between the new or the Classic Coke. And, and people chose Classic Coke like crazy. And even to call it Classic Coke was a big thing with that as well, too. So. You know, and, and this is something that we see with brands in general, that when something goes away or when, you know, when consumers get the sense that a brand is making decisions about their brands, people get pissed about it and they revolt. And, you know, another really famous example about that was when the Gap changed its logo. People got so up in arms that I think in a matter of, I think it was four days, the brand actually ended up issuing a huge mea culpa. 
and brought, brought back the old logo for the exact same reason. Mm. People love what they love, and sometimes it takes taking it away from them for them to really, truly realize that. So is that one of the lessons? Because I, I know the case study of a new Coke, it has been used in college and university courses and uh, marketing courses uh, for decades now. What are kind of some of the lessons that came out of that for marketers? Well, I think, you know, one of the lessons is, you know, know your audience and really know your audience. You know, all the tests in the world, you know, at the end of the day, you got to really examine uh, those tests very thoroughly and that research thoroughly. And, you know, you got to really kind of make some gut decisions sometimes. I think the other lesson that comes from it, and this is a great lesson in branding in general, is, you know, when something's wrong, you want to fix what's wrong, but you don't want to necessarily throw the baby out with a bathwater. And so if there's an issue with Coke in general, you got to take a whole sweeping look at what that issue is. And, you know, when it comes down to changing what actually makes that brand function, so the product itself, you know, I wonder, does that run the risk of actually fundamentally going too far? And I think that's what happened in that case, that it did go too far. Yeah, maybe react, but don't overreact to something. Exactly. But, you know, there, there's still a lot of theories, and, and I can't tell you which, which side I'm necessarily on, but there's a lot of working theories that this whole new Coke thing was just, on purpose as one of the best marketing moves of all time because, you know, it didn't do a lot for new Coke, but it did a ton for market share with classic Coke, and it really helped get them over that hump. Yeah, and it really kind of changed the channel, right? I mean, everybody was talking about Pepsi. As you mentioned, it was on the upswing with the uh, Pepsi Taste Challenge, and it kind of was sort of the the cool brand there for a little while, I think, in the mid-'80s. And doing something as explosive as this, all of a sudden everybody was talking about Coke and not Pepsi. Yeah, so, you know, if the conspiracy theorists are right, maybe this was something that was intentional all along because it got people talking. And, you know, when people talk, the interesting thing happens. You get differing opinions. So some people hate it, some people love it, but at least it's top of mind. So Coke became top of mind again, and that was something that they were lacking at that point. All right. Again, the reason we're taking this trip down memory lane is because Stranger Things, the Netflix hit, uh, season three is about to debut. It takes place in the summer of 1985. And they have partnered, uh, Mike, with Coca-Cola to bring back a new Coke. Uh, What do you think about this uh, move? Uh, Is this a chapter of their history that Coke really wants to revisit? (laughs) Well, you know what? I I think it's actually brilliant because, first of all, I mean, it's, it's calling out blunders, which... I think is good for a brand to do. You know, brands should be humble and they should in a way kind of make fun of themselves. But the other thing too is Stranger Things has such a massive cult-like following. So if you're going to be re- revisit that era and you're going to you're going to be authentic to how you actually describe that era, then doesn't it make sense to include all the things that actually would have been part of 1985 pop culture, including New Coke? Well, sure, it makes a total sense for the series. I'm just wondering about for Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company. But, uh, you know, I hear what you're saying. I mean, there's obviously money in nostalgia, even if it's uh, maybe not uh, the best piece of history uh, for your company. Uh, Do they need to do this, this new campaign, kind of tongue-in-cheek? Well, I mean, I think think it'll kind of come across that way. And, you know, I think the, the fact that Stranger Things, just the way the show was shot and the style of it, you know, being a little bit campy, I think it will help deliver that message really well for Coke. And I think, you know, because this is a story that a lot of people are familiar with, um, you know, even if they don't know the nitty gritty about New Coke, you say New Coke, most people will get it on some level. So, I, you know, I, I don't think like this isn't revisiting a part of history that, you know, has a lot of shame brought to it. This is revisiting a part of history that in a lot of ways has become part of pop culture. So I think for the brand, the sell becomes that, 
you know, it's it's latching themselves onto a brand that has a lot of notori- notoriety in the form of Stranger Things. It's it's kind of making fun of themselves without directly making fun of themselves. And I think it's also kind of one other example about how they stay relevant to the demographics that are interested in Stranger Things. So I, I think it's actually really cool. I'm just wondering if Coke's creating a big headache for themselves. What do they do if New Coke becomes a runaway hit? Now all of a sudden they got to produce this stuff all over again. They'll be like, you didn't like this back in the 80s. Now you love it? <laughs> <laughs> Everything old is new again, right? <laughs> Mike, thanks a lot. Really appreciate the time as always. Right on, Jeff. Thank you. There goes Mike Leon, president of Brand Heroes Marketing.